Welcome to Livelihood, providing tactical and practical tips for women who work. I'm Britt Larson, your host. If you've been a longtime follower of Livelihood, then you've seen me use the hashtag GirlsGossipWomenWork. It's a concept that I came up with when launching Livelihood that I really love to focus on. And today we're going to talk about just that, how women can help other women in the workplace. Working women today have a unique opportunity and obligation to help guide and support one another. Now I want to add this caveat that I do not believe we all need to be besties and I do not believe that every woman has to be best friends with every single woman that they work with. We're all different. We all have different strengths and weaknesses. And I do not believe that the only way that happens is if we 100% adore every woman that we work with. I don't think that's possible. I do believe that we have to support one another and we have an obligation to create more seats at the table. So in today's episode, I'm going to be asking you three questions. Three questions to help you think about how you are an advocate for women. Every single one of us has this obligation because I personally do not believe that more opportunity for women will be created by men. I think that we can be guided and mentored by men. My best bosses have been men. I do not mean that as a put down. What I mean is that they don't see the need in the same way that we do. Uh, although, as I say that, I've realized that um, so many of the the men in my career have been the ones who have noticed the value that having more women at the table brings, and they see it and they recognize it and want to create more opportunity for women. But I personally know from my experience that women have done a lot of damage to my own career. I know that I have done things where I haven't been perfect in creating more space and opportunity for the women that I work with. And it has to start with us. It really has to start with us because the stereotypes are real. The difficulty of working with other women because we have this mentality that there's only a finite amount of success for each of us. And so we have to elbow each other out of the way in order to get what we want at work. It has to stop. We have to be willing to support and guide one another. And so in today's episode, I'm going to ask you three questions. I want you to think through these questions and really do an audit of how you're supporting the women that you work with. And maybe you're in an industry that has tons of women. I've featured lots of nurses and teachers on Livelihood, and I love, love hearing that they are surrounded by strong women and have felt supported by them. I love that. You may be in an industry in a STEM field or another stereotypically very male field, and you don't feel like you have other women around you that can provide this, or maybe you don't even have women that you can guide and support. And so that's a problem in and of itself. I personally am in a pretty blended field. I would say marketing, public relations, public affairs typically maybe has a few more women, but right now I'm the only female in my peer group. There are a few other women in leadership positions, but I am often the only woman in the room. And that has been the case throughout my career that I am the only woman in the room. And I never go into those rooms thinking that I want to keep it that way 
right? I mean, if you've ever been the only woman in the room, you know your first thought is, man, I wish there were other women in here. And I know that there are things that each of us can do to create those opportunities for the women that we work with, or maybe even helping women in college understand what they need to do to uh, get promoted and to be successful in our own industries. So I'm going to walk you through these three questions. I want you to really be introspective and think about each of them and, and how uh, thinking about these things will make you more of an advocate for women in the workplace. Because again, we have an obligation. I really do believe we have an obligation to do this. So the first question is, what opportunity are you committing to creating for yourself right now? And this may seem counterintuitive. We're talking about helping other women. And my first question is about you. But I really do think we have to be somewhat selfish because the more opportunity that you create for yourself, the more opportunity you create for the women coming up behind you. Something I realized very early on in my career was that only me, myself, and I would create opportunities for myself. Right out of college, I was able to land a job as a press secretary in Capitol Hill. I've talked about this before for a prominent member of Congress. And while the job was difficult and I lived two hours outside of DC and nannied at night to make ends meet, I was really enjoying the challenge. But then a few months in, my boss, who was a 45-year-old, very seasoned communications director, decided to quit. And I was left with what felt like no choice but to step into his role. Well, a few months into the search for his replacement, I realized that not only was I doing his job well, I was good at it. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I distinctively remember tearful calls with my mom about how I just didn't understand how my chief of staff couldn't see I could do this job. And I was just hoping they'd hand me the opportunity and say, Britt, we've stopped looking for a replacement. You have been doing such great work. Here's the job. But then I realized that until I asked, I wasn't going to get it. So I wrote a nine-page memo about my vision for the role, scheduled time with my boss and the congressman, handed him the document and said, I can do this job. And he looked at me, put down the memo, didn't even look at it and said, I've known that for a long time. I've just been waiting to see if you even wanted it. And at that moment, I became the youngest communications director on Capitol Hill. So to you, I say, only you can create opportunities for your career. What opportunity can you commit to right now by creating space for yourself where maybe there are other women in the room or maybe a promotion that seems really out of reach right now, but you want to make an actionable plan to make it happen. What do you need to do to create more opportunity for you? Because you can't be what you can't see. We've all heard that before. And if there are other women who are maybe a few years behind you or new to your industry, if they see you rising up, then they know that they're capable. And I can't tell you how many times in my career women have come to me and said, you getting promoted has helped me to fight for myself. So I want you to think right now, what opportunity are you committing to yourself? And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be a promotion. It can be a small project that you've been worried about involving yourself in at work. Or maybe it's, I need to do a better job of promoting myself and my work. Or I need to talk to my boss about that raise that we haven't talked about in 18 months. What opportunity can you commit to right now? 
because only you can can make that opportunity happen at work. A few years ago, I went through one of the biggest challenges of my career, and I haven't ever publicly shared about this, but it's where the hashtag girls gossip women work was born. My female boss was let go from my firm and I was asked to take over for her. Unfortunately, through this transition, I saw the nasty side of women working with women and recognized that too often we are our own worst enemies. Frankly, and I 100% believe this, we don't have to blame the patriarchy or the system. Women taking down other women is often the root issue and too often a huge part of the problem. I really tried my hardest throughout this experience to employ Amy Poehler's advice of recognizing good for her, not for me. And I try to do that on a daily basis still. And right now I want you to think about a woman in your life, whether you work with her or not, that you can help. Is there a coworker of yours who is struggling that you can buoy up? Do you have a friend who you know is looking for a new job and she maybe just needs a shoulder to cry on? Or maybe there's someone you could introduce her to to help her find a new job. Or does one of your BFFs just need a text telling her how amazing she is and how she's killing it at work? Women have to start creating opportunity for other women. So the second question I'm asking you right now is, when can you create more opportunity for the women in your life right now, whether it's someone that you work with, someone that you know, someone who may be kind of distanced in your career. I've had some cool experiences just in the last few weeks of saying yes to either making introductions for people or meeting up with people who need help. And I can't tell you how much it's helped me. Just a few weeks ago, I went to lunch with a gal who's new to Utah, who lived in DC around the same time I did. And she just needs some help kind of figuring out her life. And I left that meeting thinking that was so much more helpful for me than it probably was for her. It was just so nice to be around someone who understands and really gets the same challenges that I've struggled with. Frankly, she thought that it was helping her. She asked and was connected through a friend of a friend of a friend to go to lunch with me, but I left that lunch thinking that was so helpful for me. So I really want you to think about who can you connect? Is there a woman at your workplace who hasn't gotten the kind of recognition that she deserves that you could help make happen? I really, really can't tell you enough that by helping other women, you will help yourself. I've only seen it backfire. I have only seen it cause more problems when women try and fight each other for seats at the table. And like that experience that I shared, gossip and getting in each other's way never, ever helps. I've seen women get fired for it. I've seen women miss out on promotions for it. We only do harm. We only do harm when we do that. And you can tell I'm really passionate about it because I've seen it backfire. I've seen women, instead of trying to resolve their differences, go around each other, cause so many problems. And probably the hardest thing about that experience was that I heard daily the stereotypes of, well, women don't really get along, or you know how women can be, they're really, really catty. Well, let me tell you right now, those stereotypes have to end with us. And this is the way that we can do it. Commit right now to helping one woman in your life. At the end, of 2017, I was just feeling really defeated. 
it was around the same time this was all happening in my job. The political landscape was a mess. And you may know that I work in politics. I try really hard to keep livelihood an agnostic space. But that was super frustrating to me. And then the Me Too movement was really at ahead. And I just felt like none of this is worth it. All of it felt so daunting. It seemed like every morning I would wake up and feel like some man I respected was now part of this movement. I interned at NBC News. And when Matt Lauer was part of the Me Too movement story, I was defeated. I was depressed for days. And then I remembered that my mom still remembers the first day that she could wear pants to school. And I realized we really have come too far in a relatively short time to feel defeated now. And that's when I launched Livelihood. And so the third question I want you to ask yourself is, how can you share your story more? Your working woman story. Are there battle stories that you can share where you've been in the trenches that can help the women that either work with you or know you feel like they're not alone? That is by far the most powerful thing I've seen in sharing the features every week that I do. If you ever feel like you're alone, think of any topic or word, go search on livelihood.com and you will see feature after feature pops up of women who've gone through almost identical situations as you have. And I think sometimes as women, we start to get into this place where no one understands us. No one knows what I'm going through. What I'm dealing with at work is so unique to me. If livelihood has taught me anything and in sharing my story, I've learned this too, that we are all just really going through the same kind of stuff, the same problems. You may be in an industry that's completely different from mine, but at the end of the day, when we share our stories, we learn from each other and we recognize that we're not alone. For too long, I think women have suffered in silence for a lot of different reasons. Um, we've seen with the Me Too movement that power of sharing our story usually means more women share their stories. And I am just in awe of Time's Up and the things that they are sharing and doing because it's making it almost impossible for this to happen in the future. I just can't wait for there to be so much transparency for women in the workplace that it feels unfathomable for this kind of thing to happen to women. And the smaller scale difficulties that we deal with, like being interrupted at work or mansplaining or feeling like we're marginalized because we're the only woman in the room. Those types of things are real and they happen to all of us. And if we don't share or talk about it or open up about those things, then we're really just part of the problem. And so I recognized as a somewhat more seasoned working woman, that it is my obligation to share my story and to talk with the women that I work with and the men that I work with about what's proper and how to handle ourselves at work, to share stories of clients being inappropriate and to make sure that everyone around me knows that I am an advocate for women and that I will stand up for them. And I can tell you that one thing that is kind of difficult for me about sharing my story is that it's enough to just fight for yourself. And sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes in the workplace, it's a lot to just get up every morning and go to work. 
and adding this obligation or this sense of purpose of, oh, I also have to help all the women around me too, can seem really overwhelming. And so one really easy way to do that is just to talk, just to share your story more. A few weeks ago, I was talking with one of my female coworkers who I love and just sharing with her about something that I'm dealing with. And I'd completely forgotten, she's been at my company much longer, that she dealt with almost the exact same situation. I had forgotten about it. And she shared with me some really poignant advice. I went back to her a few days later and said, that was exactly what I needed to hear. I know you probably don't want to hear this, but I'm going to need to ask you lots more questions and I'm going to be in your office more. And she just said, that's fine. That's why I went through it. That's why I shared with you what I did. And she paved the way. She created opportunity for herself. She's a really smart woman. And by creating more opportunity for herself, she created more opportunity for me, a woman who has only been at this company 18 months. And by sharing her story and frankly, just commiserating with me, I felt so much more capable in dealing with a problem at work. And it was a five minute conversation. And all she did was check in with me and see how I was doing. But it was life changing for me. It really, truly was life changing. I was feeling defeated. I was feeling very much like the problems I was dealing with were really unique and only I was dealing with it and only I knew how to get out of it. I had to figure it out on my own. And yet a short conversation with a coworker almost entirely changed my perspective. So for this last question of how can you share your story, there's just so much power in women sharing their stories. So I want you to think about how, how will you share your story Is it by sharing those war stories with your direct reports so that they understand where you're coming from? Just a few weeks ago, and this was with a a male direct report of mine, he and I were clashing and it wasn't negative. It was just we were missing each other. And I realized I needed to tell him I know exactly what he's going through and what he's feeling because I've been there. And when I did that, all of the frustration just dissipated and we got on the same level and I shared some stories from early on in my career. And I know he's probably annoyed, Britt, thank you so much for telling me these boring stories. But I know that it brought us closer and it helped us to really get on the same level. Maybe you want to be a little more brave and you want to share your story on social media in a really public way. And I think that can be really cathartic and helpful. Or maybe you want to reach out to me and be a guest on Livelihood and share your story more publicly that way. Or maybe it's with a girlfriend that's in a completely different industry and just telling her, look, I know that I can't exactly understand where you're coming from or what you're going through, but I empathize. I'm here for you. I want to listen. And again, I don't completely understand what you're going through at work, but I'm here. I'm here for you. And I know that as we empower ourselves other women, and then share stories that that is how more seats are created for women at the table. That is how we have fewer and fewer meetings where each of us are the only women in the room. So I just want to end with thinking through these questions again. What opportunity are you committing to creating for yourself? When can you create more opportunity for the women in your life? And how can you share your working woman story more? Those are three things that I know can vastly change the entire landscape for working women. 
and it's changing and the headlines are daily and we're seeing more and more that as women speak out, good is happening. But one thing that has made me really sad, a few months ago, Lean In did a study that the Me Too movement has actually made men more reticent of mentoring women, which obviously is having the exact opposite effect that it should. That instead of being introspective and thinking, okay, I need to be respectful of women and avoid these types of problems, it's causing men to be weary of mentoring women. And when I saw that headline, I was just devastated and thought, oh, what are we going to do? We can't win. And then I was immediately reminded of this idea that girls gossip and women work, that women are capable of helping each other so much more than we are today. And if we don't look around and realize that and do this internal audit of creating more opportunity for the women that we work with and that we know, then we're only adding to the problem. And that when we're catty at work, when we talk about women, when we gossip about each other, when I was recently promoted at work, something was said to me by another woman that basically she was hinting very strongly at me only being promoted so that there was a woman in my peer group, that there was a vice president who was a woman. And it was really hard. And I thought to myself, of course, all the men that I work with are happy for me, are congratulating me. And it's a woman who was saying this to me. I still think there's a lot of work. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. There's a lot of work that has to be done to make sure that women are working. We should be 100% focused on the work. We should not have any room or time to gossip because all we're doing is lifting each other up and helping each other. One of the hardest things that I've, I've had to endure is seeing other women tear each other down. As more women fight for themselves to have the flexibility that we need to take care of ourselves or families, it's been so cool for me to see women ask for those things. Years ago, I had a coworker who fought for herself to get basically an entirely at-home position. And in my industry, that's really rare. And this is when she had her child. One of my other coworkers basically said, well, when I had a baby, I had to go back to work and this is unfair and it's super frustrating to see. And I looked right at her and said, don't you see that things are changing? Aren't you happy? Aren't you excited that 10 years later, just a decade later, it's so different that women can now ask for these things and get them? So don't be bitter. Don't be frustrated. Don't be angry. If things are happening for other women that didn't happen for you, congratulate them and then find a way to make them happen either for yourself or for the other women that you work with. And remember that girls gossip, women work. Thank you for listening to Livelihood. Please share this episode with your friends and be sure to follow Livelihood on Instagram and join the Livelihood community group on Facebook. You can always find more info and episodes on livelihoodwithaway.com.